Go here, there, and everywhere with Jeff Blair. Subscribe to podcasts of The Jeff Blair Show at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher, Sportsnet 590 The Fan, on demand. Going in for the shot, the shot, he scores! It's game day. for the Leafs and Canucks. John Tavares with a hat trick! This is the Leafs Morning Skate. Mitch Marner snaps it home! On Sportsnet 590, The Fan. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Leafs Morning Skate. Uh, Andre DeVoe, Jeff Blair, and Anthony Stewart. The Leafs will take on the uh, Vancouver Canucks tonight on Scotiabank Wednesday Night Hockey. Um, it's going to take me a while to decompress after that off-air conversation, I think. Um, got to start talking about Brad Marchand, Brad Marchand, however he's pronouncing his name, and um, his masterful troll job. Kyle Dubas called it a, uh, a master troll job. And the reason, guys, I want to talk about the fact, not so much that Brad Marchand thinks that uh, Mitch Marner needs it to, uh, you know, to get uh, a $12 million per year contract, as he tweeted out. Um, God, he's probably right in that regard. But just the fact that here we are, March 6th, and um, yesterday, uh, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Nazem Kadri, the day before Morgan Riley, we're talking about the Boston Bruins. And look, we all know, Look at the standings. The Bruins won last night. They've got the Panthers and Ottawa coming coming up. It's a soft week for them. Brad Marchand's tweet, and Mr. Stewart is somebody who is I refer to as the gift master. <laughs> <laughs> was that him just trying? I, it's fun. Was that him trying to get in their heads at all? Do you I think? I think he's trying to continue this psychological warfare. They Isn't know it that early for that? Isn't yeah. there a limit? But he's setting the psychological, psychological We've been warfare. talking about, like you know, that. it's going to be the first round matchup for two months now. So I think he knows. So I think he's just getting, you know, a head start on that. So I don't have a problem with the tweet. Uh, it, I think it was done more in jest and actually serious. But he knows the Toronto media. You know, he's familiar, you know, that mm-hmm. it's starting a wildfire. So I think he's just doing that now to continually you know, just start this fire. But I got to be, if I'm the, the Boston Bruins, I'm going to tell them to cut it out. You're already in their heads. You know, there's no need. You've been owning the, we've been owning the Toronto Maple Leafs for mm. the last two, three years. They don't need any more bulletin material. You don't need the team now to rally against Brad Marchand because they've already been owning them for the last two, three years. So if I'm the team, I'm telling them, hey, take a step back, retract the statement, maybe delete or just say your account was hacked. One of the two. No, see, I like it. I, I think I think the psychological warfare is good, and I th- I think it's more of a joke than anything. Because listen, I, I I don't think he's he's that, right. First I, of all, I, I don't think he's that far off. I, I think it's I think it's insane. I hear you know I listen all the time. All these analysts say that oh they're you know they're going to try to get him under under ten or the guy's almost leading the league. You know he's he's yeah. going to lead the Leafs in in scoring. Uh, he he's going to make what Matthews makes or just under. That that's it. Um, I think Tory Krug had a response. What was Tory Krug's response? Only you, of course. Why? Yeah. Why, should, why am I? At, I mean, you see what happened. Stewie's hacking his phone think, right now. I don't want to be quoted on this. I got to get fact checked here, but I think he had a picture of uh, angry elf pills, and he said Brad <laughs> forgot to take them. So I don't know if yeah. that's a fact or that could be fake news, as they would say. I would, I'd have to double check. I tried to 
spell Krug wrong, right, but I think I got it wrong. But I think there was a response. So K R U G. It's tough to find actual yeah, Twitter I have a time. problem with the first name. I, yeah. I love that we're all here on radio going over Twitter. Here we go. Tori Krug, please excuse my friend, B March 63. Unfortunately, his pills didn't wear off post-game before he got on Twitter, and it's got Brad Marchand angry elf pills for use when feeling... Yeah, I'm not going to read that on the air. Anyhow, um, so yes, apparently uh, apparently Brad Marchand... But, but, I mean, this is what it's going to be about, right? We know this. The Canadians aren't catching the Leafs. Um, you know, the Bruins are going to, aren't catching Tampa. If you are the least, if you're Mike Babcock, how do you go about, how do you go about dealing with that? Like this is, you know, we could start the playoffs this morning. I'd be more worried, you know, about the the game yesterday between, uh, uh, Boston and Carolina. Did you, if you watched the game at all, I mean that was it was a slugfest. Yeah, it was, it was that was like it was physical. That was like playoff was, hockey. Was, yeah, that was pure playoff hockey. So I think was, Toronto's got to wear those green uh, Toronto St. Pat's jerseys to uh, sort of match. Yeah. That. I was going to say just to interrupt. <laughs> yeah, those green Hartford Whalers uniform that brought a tear to my eye. Too I much love green. Those. It was. I like. That's the why I'm asking you because you're the you're the guy, the expert in masks and pads and and and, gifts. and fashion. Aesthetically, and gifts. I don't like it. I like the history, but I, I think we're past the green. We're past. I don't even know the. What kind of green is that? That's like a snot green. Snot green. Uh, Franklin the turtle green. Franklin the turtle. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that on television. Green. All right. Slime all right. green. <laughs> But so again, much, it's good to pay tribute to you uh, sucked the past all the team. romance out yeah. of it. Yeah, that's, but, that's not what I thought. Uh, but it was a hard game. If you yeah, watch, but that if game, I'm Babcock, uh, that'd be what um, I'd I let be it slide. About. I let it yeah. slide just due to the fact that it's Twitter, it's social media. You can't be now monitoring every single player's tweets. I'm sure if you go back on, uh, you know, every Toronto Maple Leafs tweet, you could probably find some bullets and material. So I would just, unless they're saying it, uh, you know, live and on a live mic, I would uh, just ignore it. But if you're if you're Mitch Marner, secretly you got to be like, oh, yeah. I'm liking that, the tweet. That, that's, yeah, on my that's, burner account. Yeah, yeah. Everyone <laughs> has a burner account. Like, 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 like. So I would like everyone to follow my burner account, Wayne Glensky. So that is my burner account. So <laughs> I've just revealed to the to the to the nation that I am Wayne Glensky on Twitter. So if you don't know the story behind Wayne, Wayne Glensky, look that up. That's. Uh... <laughs> Do I want to look it up? Yeah, it's funny. Okay, Wayne Glensky. Um. So again, uh, knowing that you are knowing that you are going to face the Bruins in the first round, um, uh, how, at, at what point, guys, do the players start looking ahead to the playoffs? Like realistically, at what point do guys start sort of looking at the standings? You know, we always talk <clears throat> in baseball. You talk to a lot of guys. They say, "Well, I, I don't even bother looking at the standings." So, like. Two weeks after the All Star break, August first, you start thinking, okay, where are we going to be in September? At what point do, you, do the players start looking at that stuff and sort of psychologically getting ready for 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 playoffs? Ten games left, I'd say, right right around there. Guys usually start paying. Every room has a board where every all the mm-hmm. standings and you know, ten games. You're starting to see who's going to play who and who's locked into what. And but we we all know who the Leafs are playing, so I'm sure. I'm sure internally they're already talking about it, and I'm sure especially management is going to start catering the lineup to mm-hmm. what do we need to beat Boston. Yeah, it's usually the last 10 games. Um, they usually, you know, break the season down into five-game segments, and, uh, you know, usually the last two five-game segments, usually when they start to start focusing on the playoffs, uh, the guys that, um, you know, 
been new acquisitions at the deadline start mm-hmm. to get you know adjusted and settled in. Some of them are moving into places. Some of them are finalized in their hotels. They got their cars down. Uh, the wives and kids are down when uh, the ones that are coming over. So it's usually that that ten game mark when you start. Does the room change when you get close to the playoffs? Does and when I say a room change, you know how, how you go about before a game, the you know the life before a game, the stuff you do between games. Does is, is there a is there a sense? of some change going on that you are getting ready for the playoffs or is one of the key things making sure that that doesn't happen? No, I, I think it changes. I, th- I think the intensity, you know, game 20 of a season or game 25, it's a lot different than game 80 right before playoffs. I, I think the room has to change and, and it, it's uh, the dress rehearsals over and it's, it's time to, to make sure you're playing the right way. And, and, uh, um, you know, you, you have a game plan going into the playoffs. So I think, uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's way more intense right before playoffs for sure. Yeah, from a, a team standpoint, I think the the guys in the room, they get closer. Guys are going out to, oh, to more meals together. Yeah. They're hanging out. They're going to movies. They're doing the mall walks. Less um, practice time too. Yeah, so, yeah, I spe- so. especially I with the say, Leafs yeah. now, it's yeah. a younger team. Not a lot of them have families. I can really now see them, you know, out on the town, you know, obviously not at night, but, you know, during the day going to lunch, you know, Casimoto doing all that stuff, really getting focused and, and getting prepared mentally, you know, for this uh, playoff run. So you think they went to the Roxy last night? What's well, the over yeah, under on that? Uh, yeah, there's I still mean, 16, games left, so why not? I, I Everybody so. goes to the Roxy. Yeah, you have to. I've been if to if the Roxy. You've been to the Roxy? We the had Roxy. curfew one time, and we were down in the elevators with the coaches going to the Roxy together. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go to the Roxy. Did you make the playoffs that year? <laughs> no. Okay, well, there you go. There you go. No, it's 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 like one of those things you have to do. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you don't have to do, but you you have to you do have it. to do yeah. it. Yeah, well, you kind of back yeah. in the old NHL, you had to do it. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have a choice. I mean, I I went to the Roxy the one time, and then I went every other time. I went to I went to Vancouver. Yeah, without no state secrets here. Best road bar you remember, just Ooh, for whatever reason. <laughs> you can include Russia. <laughs> Bo- Boris Papa Bar. Remember that place? Oh, walking um, back from the rink. The no, the place under the bridge. Oh, that I, place! Uh, that, oh my god, I love that place. Well, it's funny because in Russia, Papa Bar. we had VIP cards. Remember that? And we could go in. We could literally go in the back room and like play our own music, be our own DJ. Yeah. There was no rule, but there's no rules in Russia. I was hyper paranoid. You do I saw you those uh, Turista movies where they. Yes. <laughs> so I made sure that I was alcohol free in my uh, for for personal safety in Russia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely was not alcohol free. But it was it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. In Boris Russia. Papa Bar. Boris Papa. But if That's I had to pick bar in Toronto, though, when you came to Toronto, Pravda, Pravda Vodka Bar. They have a little vodka room. Yeah, that's the, the one back. down on. Uh, can- yeah, um, they have uh, cheeseburger sliders. You can go and you know I think for thirty bucks do a little uh, vodka tasting in the vodka tasting refrigerator. Mm-hmm. So Pravda. I think when the boys come to b- town in Toronto, they're all going underground. I think that's the place to go. Yeah, underground. No, you don't like it. I, that's my place. I won't. I won't right. lie. Gracie I'm Mollers, not on the maybe? scene anymore. So yeah. I'm well, not neither allowed. am I. I have a three-year-old. I, now I can't. that I'm doing the radio, I'm not allowed uh, you know, <laughs> west of Victoria Park because the Leaf fans are looking for me. Are they? <laughs> Talking about Ron Ainsey. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little concerned, though, that I asked you for the best road bar and you picked a bar in Toronto. <sighs> That's all right. It's, been, it's, it's tough. That's it, a spinning that, chicklets yeah, question. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, uh, maybe if you have a podcast, we can I'm trying to think. That. It's been yeah. so long. I'm trying to think. All right, well. We'll move on. Let's just say that the Roxy was probably visited last night, though. Yeah. Oh, I, <clears throat> over under is is, yeah, yeah. Cowboys sure. in Calgary. Oh, that yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah, there. Okay. That's a that is a good pick. All right, there you go. 
Um, so now we know that. Um, we're led to believe that uh, Nazem Kadri may not play tonight, but he's certainly taking part in uh, in practices uh, full tilt. Um, not on all the line rushes yet, although there is an indication that he may he may do some of that today. He may be involved in the morning skate, and that um, in fact he could play Saturday, uh, or he could play when they when they when they face the Oilers. Um, so if not, let's let's assume Nazem Kadri's back by the end of this this road trip. You're Mike Babcock. You've seen Tyler Ennis have that great game. You've seen Trevor Moore. I think play himself into a regular spot in the team. Absolutely. You've got Nick Patan, uh, you know, Freddie Gauthier. Uh, how, how do you manage this? Um, you take if, out if Connor Brown Babcock. yeah, easily. It, it's it's an easy solution. Uh, I think, um, you know, I, I think Connor Brown's going to be a lot more important come playoffs. Mm-hmm. But for now, Gauthier is playing the best hockey he's played all year, uh, I think, and leading the team in faceoff percentage. Uh, Trevor Moore is... He's the closest. He, he, yeah. he might be the closest thing you have to a fourth line forward in this team, and he's not. You know, yeah. he's not your big strapping guy. But I, I love his energy. Oh. Yeah, every shift, he's he's bringing a lot of energy. And then, I personally think Tyler Ennis should be higher up in the lineup. But he, this is where the team wants him to play, and I think you you have to play, especially after last game. But I, mm-hmm. he, he he's consistently all year when he's played. I know he's he had that injury, but he was always creating chances. Uh, he did a lot himself. He scored some big goals and. Uh, He's another guy. He's small, but he he provides a lot of energy, and he he has a grit to his game. I like it. Yeah, I think the microscope's got to shift to Connor Brown because um, for them to, you know, win a couple rounds and hopefully go down to the Stanley Cup Finals, they need him to be at his, you know, his form that he's usually at. He's a, you know, he's a 20-goal scorer, and he's only got five goals. So if he's, you know, perceived as one of Babcock's boys and he's not really getting motivated to play, I don't think there's a reason for him to step up his game. So I think now with these last... You know, you know, 15, 20 games, they sort of got to now, you know, test him, take him out of the lineup for a game or two, see how he responds. Because, you know, if he's floating around on that third line, not doing anything, and then you got Kadri there, you know, that third line's got to have a big playoffs for them to be successful. Mm. So yep. I think they really got to test Connor Brown and, you know, have him sit and watch up from up top with some popcorn for a bit just to sort of see. But um, it's not too long ago we were saying, oh, the fourth line's not getting it done. It's not getting it done. It's not enough truculence. They're not playing heavy They're enough. one of the but, best lines right now. But Trevor Moore, you know, once he's injected there, it, it's turned everything around. They're playing a little bit heavier. They're getting a little bit more spunk to their game. They're putting up points. Uh, but I also do remember that I was, you know, Tyler Ennis' biggest, biggest fan at the beginning of the season, saying that he's a guy that every team needs. He can go up and down the lineup. And I'm just amazed at, the, you know, the adversity that he's had that he's responded really, really well. He scored five goals his last seven games. He's coming back from a 20-game injury and playing well right away. And that's, that's pretty amazing. That's he, pretty amazing because when they brought him here, they had some uh, questions about his uh, his tenacity, about mm-hmm. his fitness levels and all that. So he responded. So I'm just worried now. Say he finishes with 20 goals. He's another guy that, hey, see you later. Thanks for coming. We can't yeah. afford you. But he's a big reason why that bottom that bottom uh, six is sort of now starting to contribute on a regular basis. He, he has 12 goals right now, and he's missed 20 games, like you said, and he's been playing fourth line all year. You know, and Hyman has 16. I mean, can you imagine if he, I'm not saying, you know, obviously Hyman's on the first line for a reason. He brings something. But if Tyler Ennis played there, he might have 20 goals he already. He offers you three years, $2 million per. Do you take it right now if you're Tyler Ennis? I don't know. That's tough. <laughs> 
I take it. You were just complaining about a, not getting a free coffee from Roll Up the Rim to win. How are you saying you don't know? Say yes. The answer is yes. Not if I'm Tyler Ennis. I, I, oh, true. If I'm Andre Duvall, yes. Absolutely. I take uh, that. What do you, What about Trevor Moore's game do you think will will translate to the playoffs? You know, I don't know if it's hard if it's if it's easy to make that judgment right now. But you know, I, I, watching that game against Calgary, the one thing I, I made a note. The one thing I noticed in the first period, he he beat his man to the corner every time. I mean, he was. The, I'm not saying he came out of the corner. Well, most of the time he did come out of the corner with the puck, but on every occasion he beat his guy there. It's tenacious. He, he has that. Uh, he has that that grit, and he has that compete level, and. Uh, it's, and you can a, carry that through the playoffs. That's what you need in playoffs. Yeah. Every every player needs to to mimic that in playoffs. It becomes super important. And we were talking about Matthews the other day. That's that's something he's going to have to add to his game in playoffs. He's going to have to get every player, Mitch Marner, uh, Tavares. They're they're going to have to add that tenacity where where you just show that there's that want, and you could see it just the way they battle in the corner or the way they're uh, battling for a loose puck. It just everything goes to a higher level in playoffs. But it's really tough. For 82 games to have that urgency and that tenacity and exactly so yeah i think that's more of a you know a plan by babcock to sort of inject some fresh legs into the lineup a guy that can skate and you know almost have that zach hyman uh, effect where he's turning pucks over he's getting to the corner he's playing tough because teams rally around guys like that here's a guy coming from the minors that's stepping up you know taking jobs you know mm-hmm. th- th- that's the best way to sum it up he's yeah. taking someone's job right now so i think that's going to now put everyone else on notice hey you know what uh, we were a little bit complacent, you know, just around the deadline and a little bit after, but now we got to start picking it up because we got some younger guys on the farm that when they step in, you know, they're making a difference. Whereas, you know, the fourth line for most of the season, they weren't really contributing physically. They weren't really contributing on the, the stat sheet or in the penalties or, or you know, the, the truculence department. But you have a guy now that's sort of checking all the boxes, earning a job and, and taking someone's job away. And I think... Babcock kind of likes this having this this it, we view it as a problem but the coaching staff would view it as a plus because he he sees the way Tyler Ennis went out of the lineup he came back and he responded and let's be honest you know you played the game it, uh inner competition between your teammates mm. is sometimes a, a great thing on a team and coaches love that stuff so I think I think Connor Brown will be the guy out and and He'll he will come back in and let's see the coaches will want to see how he responds. I don't think he's coming out personally. You don't think so? I, I think so. I th- I think you have to. I don't think you could take him. I don't think it's you boy. could separate it's that. Boy. No, I. But. Well, I don't know. Maybe he's got Janssen. You can only have so many boys, right? You got, yeah. You're the coach. You so can have all the boys. Yeah. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. <laughs> I like everybody but <laughs> you. I used That's to right. have the captain, but he's like, every morning, he's like, what's going on with your boy? I'm yeah. like, who? He's like, you know who. <laughs> like, it's not my boy. It's like, That's the worst thing he could be called as a player, the coach's boy. <laughs> um, before we uh, take a break and come back on the other side with the onside, offside, I have a hard time picturing you doing that. But anyhow, yeah. um, want to remind you that you could win a prize valued at nearly $600, courtesy of Rigid Power Tools. By listening daily to Primetime Sports, if you listen weekdays on the 5 p.m. hour for Bob's best-in-class pick of the day, you'll hear a team name and year. And when you hear it, go to sportsnet.ca slash 590 and enter for your chance to win. You can find full contest details at sportsnet.ca slash 590. Don't know if uh, you were in here when we were talking to Sean Mathias the other day. The power tool guy, yeah. Uh, I should. I was going to retweet this. Unfortunately, Sean Mathias doesn't have Twitter. But apparently, and I think it was in Halton region yesterday... 
one of the police accounts tweeted out a box of power tools, <laughs> stolen power tools that had been found. And they said, if anybody is missing a box, and it was, it was a cardboard box, and it was like saws and chain, you know, stuff like this. If anybody lost a box of power tools, to, I think it was the Halton police. So uh, I don't know. Sean, if you're listening, I, I, if you had a Twitter account, I would have retweeted they it. They ran and, him uh, off of Twitter. Yeah. That was such a good poor, Twitter handle. Poor guy. Yeah. Danger. Happens. 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 you hear the story why they call him Danger? No. Is it, can I? Million can dollar it? baby. You remember the. Yeah. I don't know if he's a special needs brother or whatever, but right. uh, they said Sean looked just like him. Same they body type. Him Danger same, Sean yeah. Matthias. Yeah. Oh, I see that. Yeah, yeah I, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. He, anyhow, he is off. You learn something uh, he new. Is every off, he is off. He is off. I'm going to call him that guy's Twitter. name from now on. I What's that guy's that? real no, name? No, he doesn't like being called Danger. Oh, that's, 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 that's why. That's why it's not. That's why it's not on. That's why it's not in Twitter. I think he looks like um, Keanu Reeves personally, but that's another story. <laughs> we will. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Oh, it's Jay Baruchel's character. Is that what it is? Okay, there you go. Uh, we will take a break. We'll be back with more. I'm learning so much stuff this morning. It's Lee's morning skate. On Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Subscribe to our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Do not settle. Demand. Demand. Sportsnet 590, The Fan, on demand. Now, back to Leafs Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Offside. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting. Or onside. Side are you on? Hey, get off my back. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, it is offside, That's onside. Ziggy. I want to hear that comment again. Ziggy. Yeah, he's too big time yeah. for us now, you know. Yeah, he's we're skiing in Aspen. No, he's doing I yoga on top of some volcano somewhere. Yeah. He's he's live like live streaming while he's going down the mountain. I'm like, you got to keep your eyes on the on the on the on the course. Yeah. I, yeah. Shout he's out to Ziggy and Aspen. He's the man of... He's got to be a kept man or something, right? I think he he's won the lottery. I honestly <laughs> think he won he's the lottery. he got to be a kept man. No, I, no, no. I coach with his cousin, and yeah. I'm like, Ziggy didn't make a lot of money, but he's oh, on vacation. He robbed, are you kidding me? He he's robbed. vacationing. He's here. He's there. I'm like, I need to get on the Ziggy program because, you know, he now robbed. that I'm retired, I'm going through a lot of savings. I didn't play I a lot, right? what he's doing. He robbed the bank for years, buddy. Oh, he was man. a bandit. He was holding up... He, he held up uh, Kyle Dubas for a year, and then he... Where was he before that? He he's held up a lot of banks, buddy. I Trust need me. to go to the Ziggy School of Savings. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Get off my back. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we're chirping him, and he's like so far away right now. I, I, I swear to God, he's a, a, he is a kept man. There's yeah. like some multi-billionaire. Yeah. He's a kept man. Anyhow, uh, we hope he has fun uh, skiing. I lost my offside onside. I was I was trying to. Uh, I was trying to digest your description of a line brawl as being in the purge. Oh, was it was survival. <laughs> I, was, I was telling Jeff the story for all the listeners out there that my first year I was in a line brawl. Uh, there was myself, Mitch Fritz, Nick Tarnowski, a guy guy named Darren Reed who was pretty tough, and then some French guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, he wasn't he wasn't a fighter, but right. It, it was it was my first year. It was my first line brawl in pro. And, Hartford at the time, they're New York's affiliate. They had Dale Perrington, uh, uh, Trevor Gillies, um, Steve McIntyre. Steve McIntyre. It's got to be the biggest head in hockey. Yeah, Scott Murray. And and who's who's the last one? I said. Gillies. I don't know, but I just know I'd be looking for my wallet that whole entire. But it was like the movie. Pretending the, I don't, I can't hear. A thing. It was like the movie The Purge. Honestly, I watched <laughs> that movie The Purge, and I'm like, I've done this. As I've, I've I've experienced this before. Right. New school, school gritty. gritty. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I've got to uh, do offside onside here. 
and I have no idea what's uh, what's offside or onside. I was. Right. Let's go. Let's just agree you're offside. No, no I was no matter what say, you say, you're going to be offside. Well, no, I, I, I every time. No, no, no. What I what I was going to do is I was going to talk about. Uh, you know, we're hearing a, a, a lot of whining again about the. Uh, you know, the playoff structure in the NHL. It's not going to change this year, obviously. The general managers apparently talked about it a bit, but it's got to be done at the Board of Governors level. And am I the one? I'm, I'm just kind of, I like the playoff structure the way it is now. No, see, I don't. You're, not, you're offside. Okay. Um, I, I mean, it's not, it's not going to help the least this year, but so what? Somebody's always going to get screwed. No, man. I wish they'd go back to the one one through eight, one play. It's reseeding and, it yeah, and just going one through eight. I, I think it's so much easier and... Even to this day, like I, I look at the standings all the time, and that's I'll, I'll view the conferences first, and then I'll go, oh yeah, there's that stupid wild card thing, and I'll, I'll look to that. I, I just think it's easier for fans to to pay attention, and it's easier for teams. I, th- I think the team that finished first should be rewarded with playing the eighth yeah, seed. Yeah, I, I say I, offside also because yeah. I'm going to be the first to admit. You know, we've been talking about Toronto guaranteed to play Boston first round. I'm still yeah. trying to figure out how. How yeah. is that already a determined factor? Because you know, in the old system, you can jump from, you know, sixth to third or, you know, sorry, fourth to second and you play the, the seventh place team. Yeah. So uh, it's my job to know, but I'm still trying to get familiarized with it and how to actually figure out, you know, who plays see- who in the seedings and all that, too. But I like the old fashioned one, right. one plays eight, two plays seven. See, my else. thinking is, though, that, that and, and maybe I'm going to talk myself out of this, it sometimes happens, but, you know, David Amber made the point yesterday that the reason they went to the, to the division format is they wanted to, they wanted to stress regular season rivalries, right? And I get that, but the more I'm thinking about it, you know, how many rivalries are there out there right now that really fire the fan base? You know, we talked about Montreal and Montreal and Toronto. We said during the regular season that that one game in Montreal, we said, "God, we'd take seven games of that because the hockey was so good." I guarantee you, there isn't a Toronto fan that would take seven games of that over seven seven games against Boston. You want, like, for, for, for exciting hockey, for, for a classic playoff matchup, I think you want Boston. And Absolutely. And, and yeah, they're, they're in the, the division as well. But I just, sometimes I think we pay too much attention to the whole aspect of rivalry. Well, Because uh, it's not like the old days. People don't, people who live in Toronto, they're not all Leafs fans, right? Some of them are fans of other teams. Yeah, but I, I think more importantly, it makes every game, like, we're going to, the last 10 games of the year, we're going to know exactly who the Leafs are playing. Whereas yeah. if it was the other system, it could switch. The last three games of the, the season might be super important where well, they need to win it, and, and it to, to not play Boston or to play somebody else, or maybe they can choose who they play. So they sit some, that makes it interesting. I mean, Stewie just said uh, he was bang on. Uh, we know they're playing Boston. How and they're, they're, yeah, and there's, they're, there's like 15 games left. How? How is that a determined factor already? Well, because they can't. Uh, Montreal technically Montreal seven unless points they behind. T- unless they tank. So you know, Boston's in second, Toronto's in third. Yeah. so two place three. Yeah. And uh, I. That's kind of boring. And then the first place teams play the two wild cards. I mean, yeah, and it makes yeah. it. You know, it makes it. Um, the only thing I can see the NHL. The the only. The the only way I could see this happening. And I, I, I might be in favor of it a bit because it would still give the regular season meaning. Is you increase the number of wild card teams and you basically have a best of three wild card playoff or something like that. So what you're doing is you're giving teams an impetus not to finish in the wild card. Yeah, or you could just go to one through eight. Yeah, 
Mm. <laughs> like a better or we way. can just do what everyone says and just go right to the Stanley Cup Finals, Winnipeg versus Tampa Bay. Not because the first I said I wanted that until yesterday, and that wasn't a very good game. I said Tampa Bay is on such a high that they're going to lose first round. That's my prediction. So uh, not first. I, 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 I hear to fact check when it's all said and done, but that's my prediction. I, I think it's gone a little easy for them this year. They haven't faced a ton of adversity, but I know for a fact I was texting with Girardi the other day that they're taking it. Seriously, I mean, they know this is their chance. You know, a lot of, like, you guy like that, him, it's but guys are still yeah. playing a nine after practice. Guys are still going to, uh, you know, to the, the supper clubs and, and enjoying that life down there. There's not a lot of adversity down in uh, Tampa. Well, well it's the NHL, bud. What do you expect them to it's do? It's nationally. Yeah. They are looking there, uh, or, or they are they are looking for things to keep their, themselves occupied uh, as they get ready for the, for the, uh, for the playoffs. There's, there's no doubt about it, but... Yeah, I'm kind of with, I'm kind of with Stewie on this. They're a really good team. Their defense is so deep, uh, but I just wonder if you can go a whole year and not. You know, basically, they haven't been playing for anything for eight weeks already, for the most part. It's it's going to go one way or the other. They either turn it on, to, you know, or or and this, turns off. Pretty, you know, quick. and this is a team coming off like it's not like they had a great playoff experience last year. That's the thing that would concern me: is you come off of playoffs where you're disappointing. Then you coast through the regular season. It's like, no, I know. There, I know. I know for a fact. I've heard. I've heard from a few people now. There's a lot of pressure coming down from the owner. Mm. They, they have to win this year. Any anything less than a Stanley Cup win is not uh, acceptable there. So they, there is going to be pressure. They did go through some adversity, but it wasn't really that adverse because their backup goalie stepped up when the number one went down for yeah. <laughs> for a mm-hmm. while, right? So. You know, we were talking about the – I was talking earlier about the, the Sparks contract. <laughs> you know, if Freddie Anderson goes down, that's – well, every, the whole ship's, oh, the whole is, ship's going down. That's yeah. a good point. What did you, you make know? of that contract? It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Le- leaves, it's like, uh, you know, getting a one-way contract out of the, uh, you know, the Leafs, the Chicago Blackhawks, the New York Rangers. It's all the same thing. If they find something better – Garrett Sparks will be down in the minors. We're talking boomer bust here. We we have to have that quality in that minor. All the top teams do for the the, for for the most part. They're gonna the Leafs. Look at the Calgary game. The the Leafs are gonna live and die by Anderson. If Anderson's not the goalie, I mean they're not a good team. That's one of the rules. Escrow. You always have to pay escrow, and you have to have a quality backup goalie. I was I I I was going through my history as as a as a as a player. I agree. I had Thomas Fokun as a goalie. You know who the backup was? Craig Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had Luongo. Uh, McLennan was the backup. I had Cam Ward as a starter. Uh, Brian Boucher, who at the time was just coming off of the, the longest shutout streak. So you have to have those quality guys that can step in that veteran presence, that calmness. Because right now, when Sparks has been going in, he hasn't really been doing the job. Yeah, but so. the Leafs can't afford that. They're, oh. they're going to have 40, 40 million plus tied up, and they, they need a goalie close to the minimum. There you go. Andreas Borgman has just been signed to a one-year, two-way extension, according to the Leafs. Ooh. So they're taking care of everybody, for the most part, except for uh, Mitch Marner, of course. Payday. Um, we already talked about Nazem Kadri, and again, whether or not he's going to play tonight when uh, the Leafs take on the Canucks. That 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 appears to be in, in doubt. Uh, he will certainly... I, I wouldn't play him. What, what's the rush at this point? No, you know, I'm the, the, especially it, against r- Vancouver. Rest right? him, and he's going to be a guy you're going to be leaning on. He's going to play some tough minutes in the playoffs, some physical minutes. Uh, if he's hurt, whatever it is, uh, you know, I don't necessarily believe it's a concussion, but what it, whatever he has, 
Uh, I hope he's resting and the team's resting him because he's going to be an important guy. What do you mean? What does he have? What does he have? The Roxy flu? What do you? I think whatever it is. I I, I don't think I I watched that hit. I don't think it was a. They said they brought him off for concussion, but I I think he had something, something going. Yeah, uh, shoulder, knee, whatever. It was. There, they they the, always they always lie about that stuff. There has oh. been, you know, there is. I mean, there has been a rumor out there that it is a knee injury and it's something that's been bothering him all year, and that uh, yeah. Yeah. it wasn't a concussion. If you watch the way he reacted to the hit, um, the. And he's kind of buckled a bit. Yeah, and I, I, I have an inkling what it is just through the grapevine, but I, I don't want to say out of respect mm-hmm. for him. And and you know, he, like I said, he's a player they they need uh, going forward, and I just want him rested so Leafs could go uh, second, third round, and maybe who knows. Do you think there's any way once the playoffs roll around that you see him and 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 uh, and Matthews on just for the odd shift together, just to add a little bit of sandpaper to that the Matthews line if they're down to nothing two games to nothing nothing and nothing's working I could yeah. see it as a last case resort you think it's but you, I you think don't Babcock even think right a, now is, is pretty set in his right. ways and he has his lines he has his guys and in his mind he has his belief and this is what's going to give the ch- team the best chance to win and that uh he's not he's not too keen on switching things up he'll do it he'll listen to the pundits and maybe do it for a shift a couple shifts a period the odd game or two but he always resorts back to his old ways, like you said, with Muzzin originally coming in, mm-hmm. playing that left side, then you know on the top line, and then moving up and down the lineup. So we mentioned the uh, Bruins won in overtime last night, extending their point streak to 17. You want to talk about David Backus? David Backus <laughs> got in the. He's a fighter now. David I like Backus, it. Well, David Backus uh, got into a fight with Michael Furland last night uh, after um, after Furland hit hit Marcus uh, Johansson, and. Um, that was kind of a half punch, half push to the ice by Furland. Furland, I, he knows what he's doing. That I, guy, he's a tough kid. Yeah, well, and and you know, you pointed out, I and I was watching that game. I didn't realize like how long his arms are. Too. Yeah, like he's got long reach. Kept throwing. Yeah, and, and he he kind of tucked his chin in uh, to the side. It means he's he knows what he's but doing. David he, David Backus is now expected to fight. <laughs> That's a, what the the headline says. Um, it's usually the opposite. It's usually the fighters that say, "Hey, I'm not fighting anymore." I remember yeah. me sitting in a coach's office and saying, "Yeah, I don't. I think I'm going to be more of a skilled guy yeah. this year. I'm going to try to put up points. I'm going to go on the power play now. <laughs> not uh, a. No, uh, I'm going to no, be a not. heavyweight. Yeah, <laughs> but who, no, was that? who was that in slap shot? Killer Carlson. But David, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah. is this is this true? The Killer Bruce Cassidy Carlson. sat down Bacchus and basically said, "We need you to." I think Bruce no, Cassidy was... the headline per- said Bacchus approached the coach oh, and said, hey, this is going to be my new role for the team. I want to be this. But that's usually you do that game, you know, between game 20 and 50. Not, yeah. not now. There's no more fighting. Maybe he's thinking of transitioning to UFC after the year or something. <sighs> I don't know. Can you imagine that? Going into the coach's office, I'm, I'm now the fighter. And just walking but out. they're legally not allowed to tell you to fight. Some I know some coaches. Is do, that but... if that's if that's true? Oh my god! Because I I've been told a few times too. Well, I had a coach that he coached me in junior, and I said, "Hey, this is not really my role, but I know I have to do this to be part of the team. So I want you to sort of you know give me a signal when you think it's time because I you know I was a goal scorer in junior. Yeah. So after intermission, I remember that I played against yeah. you in K Town. So you he still, would actually, was a goal, uh, he would actually score. walk by and not even break stride and just look at me and just do the drop the glove symbol. So that's when I knew <laughs> it was time to to go out and fight. So I would I would just get looked at. It would just be down the bench and you connect eyes with the coach and I would just hop the boards. You just you just knew without saying. The uh, one of the things the NHL general managers did yesterday, and I wanted to get your guys taking this because you. You're, you're out there. Um, do you like the rule 
allowing teams to pick which side the face-off can occur on the power play? Uh, and, and how is that? Isn't that... No, I, I don't. No, I, I, I think that's kind of silly. It's not really going to affect the game, but I think what it's going to do, it's going to slow the game down more. How so? Okay, how what so? If, what if they, they're about to drop the puck, you get thrown out? Is the rule saying, well, what if the new centerman comes in and he wants to go on the other side? Have they thought of that? So there's just so many different huh. uh, variances of the rule. It's just gonna it's just gonna waste time. I think. I would imagine you couldn't do that. I mean, I I, I would imagine you'd have to once you declare you want the face off in that spot. But just think, everyone's it. thinking of this rule and they're thinking oh. about they're winning the pack, puck back to uh, the defenseman. He's throwing it across for the one timer for a goal. That happens once every. That happens se- seven times a year. So yeah. I don't think it's that big of a. Of a well, I, I an adjustment th- that you need to actually implement that into a rule. I, I think they're thinking of that you get an offensive zone faceoff, and if the guy loses the faceoff, it automatically kills twenty-five to thirty seconds off of the power play. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to give the the advantage to the offensive team to keep the puck, so it's a longer power play, more chance you're going to score. That's the thinking behind it. I just that that's that's a pretty big tweak in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Where really okay, yeah. I, I don't. Why know, not I don't, just do it like wrestling, really like where it. you know if the guy gets pinned, they actually start from that position. So why don't you actually start in the offensive <laughs> zone position with the offensive team having the puck? You blow the whistle, bring the power play. Is. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Let's take it all the way there. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> our our good friend Jeff Merrick made the point last year: do away with faceoffs entirely. What? How do you start a play? Like lacrosse? You just yeah, have a... Soccer, you know, you flip a coin, guy gets a... Do away with face-offs entirely. No, because then the goat wouldn't be leading the Leafs in face-off <laughs> percentage, and I like the goat. Uh, I'm just kidding. Why don't Why don't we see more one-timers and things like that on, on power play now? You know, it gets well, to the point now where you, you watch Ovechkin do, and everybody's, oh, my God, that's just such a rarity. And I'm old enough to remember when that was... Kind of the big deal. That's what you tried to do. That was the goal is to set up the one-timer. Yeah, well, we don't see it as often because the um, Morgan Riley, that's not what he does. He's kind of more of a playmaker. He doesn't have that big bomb from the point. And we also don't see it because Austin Matthews plays his his proper wing and he he likes to to curl and drag shot. I think there's there's not enough space on the ice. I want the actual, you know, casual fan to actually watch from ice level how little space there is out there. Mm-hmm. So you got to almost make that perfect pass. There's not enough space. Guys are in shooting lanes. Guys are blocking shots. You know, you've played for torts, and guys had to adjust their equipment. They had to adjust their helmets and their gloves yeah. with extra padding to block shots. So there's yeah. so many shot blocking uh, going on that it's tough. It's tough to do that one-timer. But at the same time, the the one-timer, for the most part, is not very accurate. And that and okay. if you're on the power play... And that's the worst thing that could happen. You take a one-timer, it goes off the back wall, and then it ends up out of the zone, and you have to reset the power play, which kills 20 minutes. So I think now everyone's such a you know great puck handler that the puck is doing the work, and they're trying to do those tic-tac-toe plays. Yeah, back, back door, too. I, I was always the guy when I was on power plays. That I, I like the back door down low plays way better than point shots. I just felt more comfortable that if you made the play, it was a Where's the shot? Goal. T- where's the guy standing in front like Wayne Simmons? I used to take pride in standing in front and yeah. you know, battling and yeah. pushing behind it. It's and, and remarkable. Battling, trying to tip that puck. Yeah. That, that's gone. an art. Yeah, no, and that's an art. And I'm telling you, I work with the kids every day because if they get that tenacity and, and being comfortable being, being uncomfortable in front of the net, they're going to score more goals. It, but it, you yeah. watch Wayne Simmons, not the biggest guy, but he's in front of that net. He had to put a visor on because he was taking it off the nose. He was taking it off yeah. the face. 
that's a lost art. Well, guys, and it's almost as if there's so much motion in the game now that it, it's almost like basketball, where all you do is you cut in front of the goalie. Like the the amount of time you see a guy park his ass in front of the goalie, yeah, and yeah. It, it, it just doesn't happen that much anymore. And it doesn't make much sense to me because goalies are so good now that you have to take away their vision or. 99% of the time, you're not going to beat them clean with the shot. Like, what if Boston does that and they put Char in front? What are, what's going to happen? Well, you're just going to leave him there. Nobody's going to move him. Yeah. So, uh, you know that Ron Haynes, he's going to be out on the ice because he's going to be logging 48 minutes he's in the be playoffs. He's going for his anyhow. wallet, not taking mm -hmm. the, the coverage of Char. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to be doing, but no, he's not going to be doing. Yeah, he'll be out there 48 minutes. 48 minutes during the playoffs. So just to remind you, just to get you set for tonight. Plus uh, 26, I think he is, too. Plus 20. He's 36. A, he's 36. He's like plus one of the... 30, he's doing, doing his like job. The plus, he's leading the league. Doing his job. He's leading doing the his league job. in if plus he's, minus. That, he's up that's for a, a big stat for is like a defenseman. I, I, yeah, he's plus, he's, yeah, he's plus 36. He's leading the league. But That's uh, a stat. I, I his think, agent's going to be saying that. Yeah. He's plus 36. That, that's for he a wants Brad Marchand to tweet about him right now. Plus 36. <laughs> for a defenseman, that's like, that's. I think plus minus is way overrated for forwards. But I think uh, for a defenseman, that that's especially a defensive defenseman. That yeah. that shows you how good of a job he's really doing. Well, especially a guy who logs as many minutes as he does. Too. Yeah. That's... yeah. And he's playing against top lines. And it helps he's playing with Morgan Riley, let's be honest. But that helps a little bit yeah. indeed. So, again, just to get you set, Scotiabank Wednesday night hockey tonight. The uh, Leafs are in Vancouver. It's, it seems odd. I want to say they're in Edmonton because they're in Calgary, and it just seems to make more sense to go Calgary-Edmonton. But they're in Vancouver tonight uh, to take on the Canucks. Um, our TV pregame will be at 7.30 p.m. on uh, – no, I've got the wrong date here. It's a Why 6 o'clock game, at, Vancouver time. So. 6 o'clock game, Vancouver time. Why am I looking at the Raptors he's Stewie, game? He's Hockey Central's gone good. 8.30 on Sportsnet <laughs> Ontario on and 360. Game. Stop it. Sportsnet Ontario and 360. Merrick, McLean, Friedman, and Burke. Puck drop. Puck drop. This is going to be a hard day. Puck drop will be just after 9 p.m. on Sportsnet Ontario. Leafs Nation post game with Stelic and Savard right after the final horn on Sportsnet 590. The fan. Um, so there you go, the uh, Leafs taking on the Canucks tonight. They go to Edmonton, that wraps up the Western swing. And as we mentioned, it's a big week for the Leafs. The Bruins beat the Hurricanes in overtime last night. They've got Florida and um, Ottawa. Ottawa coming up. This yep. is a big week. They could put some room between themselves and the Leafs by the time this is done. And then... If Leafs are on their game tonight, though, it shouldn't be anything. They, they should... I, I, I this, think game this, worries, yeah. this game worries me more no, than see, any not, game mm, in the trip. Unless they went, unless they went to the unless Roxy, like we Roxy. said uh, all night. It's a six o'clock be... game. You can't go to the Roxy. The game's at six. Game oh, seven. You, you always make time for the Roxy, but no morning skate. Oh well, yeah, you could sleep in. Yeah, exactly. Six no morning game. skate. Yeah, yeah, sleep in. Get <laughs> late pregame. Yeah, true. You, you spend your pregame talking about what you did at the Roxy the night nationally. before, and yeah, nationally, it's the NHL, but yes, it is. <laughs> there you go. You've learned a lot today. I certainly have. Boris Papa Bar. <laughs> We're gonna. We gotta take Jeff there. I want to go. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll make I'm Sportsnet should should we should do Leafs Morning Skate from Boris Papa Bar and, and in someday Ekaterinburg that'd be great. <laughs> some, and maybe maybe we'll have some Russian gas Russian there. Gas. Maybe we'll have some Russian, Russian gas. gas. Russian gas. Uh, oh, that's a story I, uh, for another day. Yeah. We can't talk about the that. Russian gas was good. All right, uh, stay tuned. Hockey Central at noon is next.